it was just earlier this week that head coach Jeff Athley went to his uh, national signing day press conference. He goes out there and he says, yep, we're not changing our view on the transfer portal. Well, going to have to disagree with him here as Boston College this weekend lands number six and number seven in terms of players in the transfer portal, the most under Jeff Halfley. And I got to say, I might have my maroon and gold sunglasses on for this one. I'm really impressed with some of these kids. And the two that they landed this weekend are particularly impressive. I'm going to get into that and a lot more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, folks? This is your host, AJ Black. We do this every day. I am your only Locked On Boston College channel host that you trust, that you know. We do this, and we love doing it. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn helps you find the job qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, if you have done so already, hit that subscribe button to get your Blocked on BC video sent directly to your feed every single day. It also helps the podcast out tremendously. If you want to give us a little quick help, that would be tremendous. Now, I, I it was Christmas weekend. I hope you all had a great Christmas break. Um, I was off yesterday. They gave us a pre-programmed episode, which was blessing for me to have an extra day off. But I, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm out there on Christmas Eve. I'm at a family party getting ready for, you know, a Christmas Eve party, helping my in-laws get ready. My phone starts blowing up. AJ, BC lands a transfer. And then like 10 seconds later, they did it again. I was like, what? Christmas Eve? This is crazy. You You figure the news stops, but no, the news doesn't stop. The college football news cycle never slows down here at Lockdown BC and on my site, Eagle Insider. We never rest. So I was right on that to, to, to get right right to the point. Boston College over the weekend landed two more transfers, number six and number seven of this class. And as, as I said in the intro, this is the most Jeff Halfley's ever had. Now this weekend, they landed by Jules Tutin, a running back from NCA&T, a historically black college in North Carolina. And they also added Alex Washington, a cornerback from Harvard, right down the street. Now, before we get into, we're going to go into each guy. We're going to first segment. We're going to talk about Tootin because I'm really excited about him. Going to get to Washington, and then we're going to look at the whole picture of how the transfer portal has been working this year under Halfley. Now, Tootin is a 195 I believe, pound running back who was originally from New Jersey, who ended up at a historically black university, who was a monster. He was you know, NCA and T is a very good team. I think they were in the Celebration Bowl this year. This kid combined for 17 touchdowns this year. He ran for 1,300 yards, had 600 yards, uh, around 600 yards uh, of receiving, and was an absolute truck. This kid was, I mean, 5'11", you know, under 200 pounds. You expect, eh, it might take a, it might come down easy. But no, you watch, just put his name in. You'll find all his, his stuff. It's Bejul Tutin. He had a big, big season. And yeah. It's FCS, but I, I don't, I don't, 
for me, my personal philosophy, you could disagree with me all you want, and that's fine, is that if you if you are a very good player at one level, you will be a good player at any level. And Tootin was that because he was one of the Walter Payton Award finalists. And that goes to the top, one of the top running backs in the country, right? That's that uh, it's beyond different levels. It's, it's a big deal. And he was, he was named one of the 11 finalists um, for that. He didn't win it, but that's still a big deal. Now, when he entered the transfer portal, NCANT, I think they lost their head coach, I believe. Uh, and they lost a bunch of other big names too that, that are on their roster. He was very sought after. He's only been in the portal for, I think, about 10 days. And he had offers. Let me just go through it. Georgia, Florida, Missouri, Kansas State, Virginia Tech, Syracuse. I mean, you go down. This kid was getting big time. Georgia, Florida, BC beat out some of the SEC schools for this kid. How impressive is that? This isn't a kid like you, you, you hear about FCS teams and, and many of you may roll your eyes and go, what difference is that going to make for BC? Well, this is a running back and Georgia wanted him. The Georgia Bulldogs who've had, you know, what? 12 great running backs in the last 10 years. They wanted him and he still ended up at BC. Now, based off of what Tutin tweeted out, his picture, he was one of the mystery visits that Boston College had, and I alluded to last weekend before Christmas break. Uh, he clearly he's in the Adidas uh, suite doing pictures and stuff like that. So he was at BC. He visited, and and they they sealed the deal again. I, I'm impressed with this because I have said all along, if you've listened to this podcast, that I believed that Boston College needed to get another running back in this transfer portal. Or, or because they are going to lose Alex Singfield, who had a disappointing run with BC. Let's be honest. He had a decent year in 21, was a complete non-factor this last year, but he's exhausted all his eligibility. He's gone. Now you have Pat Garwo, Alex Broom, Cam Barfield. That's about it. <laughs> you got, you got Dottrell Jones coming in, but I, I don't think he's going to be a contributor right off the bat. He could be a special teamers. I don't see him as a, a, a every down contributor. I think you bring in Tootin. Now you have your four headed beast that you can rotate and do different things with because Garwo, I mean, we've seen Garwo. He's, he's solid at different points. The coaching staff loves him, but they need, they need some depth there because running back's a physical position and you're going to get broom out there. I'm not sure what, what's going on with Barfield, but we'll have to wait and see. And then I'm not even sure. The last question with this depth on this, at this position is, is Xavier Coleman. Xavier Coleman got hurt. He played, I, I feel like I don't have the stats in front of me, but I feel like he played like two or three games. I know he got hurt and got knocked out for the season, but he felt like a complete non-factor this year, especially given how much the coaching staff talked him up. And maybe it could be a variety of issues that weren't, it could be injuries. It could be other things that were going on with him, but I wouldn't be surprised if Coleman gets switched to another position like wide receiver. I just wouldn't surprise me if they did that, but Tootin is going to bring some, some uh, real explosiveness. And as I said, a guy that has already done a ton at the FCS level, you're bringing him up. You're getting a guy that has major offers, a guy that, you know, SCC schools with, with rich traditions wanted him. And he said, nah, he's going to Boston college. 
still shows you that Jeff Halfley's vision is still resonating somewhat with recruits. I know some of you may disagree with me and that's okay, but I'm telling you, even, even though that they've lost Halfley has a, a way to connect with recruits and transfers and his staff does the same thing. And they hit it again with Tootin. Now in a moment, I'm going to get into the other position, the other with uh, the other spot where BC hit another home run, or I'm not going to call it a home run. I'm going to call it a, a nice solid base hit in the transfer portal. We'll get into that in just a moment. But before we do that, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you need to do is head on over to LinkedIn, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, AJ Black, we're back here, and we are talking the transfer portal. I, I, I will get into my thoughts about how BC is attacking it, but I've been really impressed with what the Eagles have done so far in terms of um, hitting the transfer portal. And this next move... It's not going to light the world on fire, but I like it. And I'll tell you why in a second. Now, Alex Washington is a 6'2 cornerback from Harvard, who also, I felt like it was like 10 minutes after Tootin committed, he also announced his commitment. Now, again, this is a guy who had other major school offers. The ones I've heard of uh, were Iowa, and there was a couple of the Big Ten schools that wanted him. And again, he picks Boston College. And I saw I saw a lot of Iowa fans really irate about this because they're like, why the hell is Boston College beating us for guys that we really want? What's going on with our program? Really feels like it should be the other way around, right? So Washington is, uh, you know, played for Harvard. You, you, you're Obviously, you're looking at an FCS school that you, you don't expect a huge jump going, for, you know, in terms of like, will he be able to manage going to the next level? Because other than Ryan Fitzpatrick and the pros, you don't hear a lot about Harvard players. And God, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you heard about that all the time. I think Washington, you know, he was a first team all Ivy League in 2021. He had, I believe it was six interceptions or four interceptions that year, two interceptions in 2022. Um, he's got length. And he's a physical, athletic cornerback. And I think that's what Jeff Halfley has been looking for, right? Like, he wants big guys. You you want guys that can go up against some of those bigger wide receivers. You think about, like, guys like T.H. Um, um, I can't even think of the, the wide receiver on Florida State, the big dude that transferred from Arizona State, and A.T. Perry uh, from Wake Forest. I mean, there's big wide receivers in this conference. And you need you can't go out there with guys that are 5'10, 5'11 and expect to shut those guys down. Um, so a guy like when you have big dudes, bigger guy, Alex Washington, it helps out because then you can put him on that kind of player, or you can have him as depth if you need it. Because 
BC at cornerback right now is rebuilding some depth at a position I never expected they would need to. They just lost CJ Burton to the transfer portal. He was a sophomore. Really, I don't really feel like he ever found his stride at BC. He got hurt last year, just never figured things out. He's into the portal. But we saw what happened to Boston College when injuries happened, when Elijah Jones, Burton, um, uh, Jalen Sheik, and Amari Jackson, and all these other guys got dinged up throughout the year. And all of a sudden now they're, you know, moving Jason Matry from safety to corner and they have to reshuffle their entire defense to figure things out. If Alex Washington comes in as a guy that, you know, spells a, a cornerback if he gets dinged up, you know, makes a spot start here or there is the fourth or fifth cornerback that comes in, you know, in just in, in different packages, that's perfectly fine. You get a guy with experience, again, just like with Tootin, another guy who has put up numbers. Again, I, I, I always I, – I think my philosophy has kind of cha- evolved to how I look at um, transfer portal kids. You get guys that have good upside, and that's fine. You can get those types of guys. Guys that have flamed out see FBS programs, guys that maybe never saw the field for even bigger programs. And even, you know, they're like seniors and they've never played. I, I would, t- I will give me a FCS kid that has performed, that has uh, already produced at a high level every single time over a kid that sat on the bench at an FBS program every single time. So I want BC to get guys that are either going to develop into something or have developed at, at smaller programs. And I think they've done a lot of that. Um, you know, George Rooks, and we'll talk, we'll get into that in the last second, but Alex Washington hits that, that um, hits my criteria perfectly. And, you know, BC has done this. Uh, they've done this before. They had uh, JT Thompson, the third, just a couple years ago, and he was just a third string defensive back that you needed. He wasn't anything special, but he did some things. I, I would argue Alex Washington's better. Uh, JT Thompson was a end of the transfer portal addition. Uh, Alex Washington, again, had big time offers. I think he's going to be a, a solid addition to this program. And again, this is two more guys added to your roster that, you know, now you have depth. You added depth at running back. You added more depth at corner because this is the second cornerback you added, adding, um, you had it, uh, Kari Johnson uh, from Arkansas just a week a week ago, so you're adding more and more depth. Halfley has, has Halfley has really been um, that's his big his big point, and I agree with him. Like, look at how bad their depth has been at certain positions, and how much it's hurt BC. He needs to fix that. And in our final segment, I'm going to get into, you know what Halfley's philosophy and how I think it's changed a little bit. And I think he's doing the right thing. We'll get into all of that in just a moment. Now you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, there still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under 
the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Walked on BC, AJ Black here. And we are talking transfer portal goodness. It, it's a quiet time right now on campus. Basketball is off until the 31st when they take on Syracuse and, you know, this hockey. But I don't, I, guys, you know, I don't really talk a ton about hockey. Um, I look at the stats and unfortunately I'll bring up when they win and they have a big win, but I'm not going to do segments on it because no one listens to it. Um, but, you know, they've done some nice things, but I'm not going to get into that. It, it's all football right now, right? It's a big, it's a big, it's a big period for BC football. Um, as they figure out how many more transfers they're going to add and, you know, if they're going to get any more late recruits. So we'll have to wait and see on that second one, because I haven't seen BC linked to any 2023 recruits, even though Jeff Halfley just said, you know, that they're going after some, you know, their, their, their group is not done. What I want to talk about now is the evolution of how this coaching staff is using the transfer portal because as much as the staff wants to say that things haven't changed, look, the numbers don't lie. They, they speak for themselves and they can say whatever they want because it's going to help them on the, on the recruiting trail. The coaches need to say like, oh yeah, you're going to, you know, be the, the a number one every time you're here. But truth be told, these coaches need to save their own hot. They need to be able to, you know, keep their jobs and, and waiting for freshmen to, evolve when you don't have depth is a dangerous proposition right now. And so, especially in the world of the transfer portal where other schools are just doing it, right? They, they go out there like, okay, we, we need an offensive tackle. Boom. Hey, that kid over there, you know, another school's in it. What's good. Grab him. I think BC has figured that out. Like, yeah, it halfway said, you know, we're not living in the transfer portal. I believe he just said, we're not changing our, our view of the transfer portal. We just got 17 kids. Yeah. I, I understand that, but also BC's not going to land 17 kids in the transfer portal. Schools like USC and Texas A&M, not Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and some of these other big programs that just live in the transfer portal, even they don't get 17 transfers. They're going to still go have more heavy on the on the recruiting, but the numbers kind of even out more. So right now, you have 17 tra- uh, 17 recruited kids coming in in the class of 23 and seven transfers. And I'm going to tell you right now that that number is, you know, what, 40%. It's going to get even higher towards the transfer portal. Cause I, I really don't think BC's done there. I know for a fact that they're still looking for an offensive tackle. I see the coaching staff constantly trying to figure out the next offensive tackle. They're going to try to bring in. And again, they had a mystery re- weekend where I talk, try to talk to the staff and they wanted to keep things silent. So there might've been other transfers there that they just don't want to talk about. I would not be surprised if it was an offensive tackle. I think that there's possibilities that they continue with the defensive line, try to get some defensive end help. I think it's possible that they look at a linebacker there. I mean, they're not done. And so when the dust has settled, I really don't believe, I mean, even if they grab one more true freshman, which is possible, they're going to be closer to 50%, you know, um, having, you know, 17 kids from the recruit from recruiting and eight or nine in terms of uh, transfers. 
that's a big, much bigger number than last year. If you look at what BC did in 2021, you pull up what they what they did in the transfer portal. They landed three kids in the transfer portal and 25, I believe it was 24, 25 freshmen. They had George Takis, they had Dino Tomlin, and Regan Terry. That was it. You're telling me that they have not changed when they're going to have not like eight or nine transfers this year. They clearly have under, they, the, the staff has to understand that their philosophy has to change here. And honestly, that's great because the, what's the one thing that everyone ripped on Steve Adazio for was that he was pigheaded and didn't want to change anything that he did. He wanted to always do things the same way. He never adjusted. He always did things right. Now, say what you will about Halfley. You could like him, you could hate him. And that's fine. Wherever you stand on that continuum, you're obviously entitled to your opinion. That being said, it's good. <laughs> I'm saying it's good that they're adjusting their practice. Because if Jeff Halfley went out there and said, okay, well, I want to continue just developing players and I want to really get kids that just want to come here for four to five years. That means they would have brought in 24 freshmen. And would you feel as good about where BC could be going next year with, you know, two or three transfers and like nine more freshmen coming in? No, he had to adjust. He had to, and part of it is because he's probably on the hot seat, but he had to change. And that's what good coaches do. And I'm not saying he's a good coach, but he's showing signs of what a good coach would do. And hopefully, you know, if you're hoping that this team can figure things out, that's the kind of stuff that will pay dividends in those games. When you're playing teams, when you're better, when you have an offensive line that now has Christian Mahogany and Kyle Hergel and hopefully a better Ozzie Trapillo and Drew Kendall, and then maybe another transfer, you fix that. And then you add a solid infusion of depth everywhere else. You're starting to think, okay, we play against a bunch of teams next year. Boston college plays against a bunch of teams that they should now be favored or, or, or will line up better against. I don't want to say they're going to favored. They're going to have a better chance of beating. And I think that's, that's a positive sign. And that's why I think this transfer portal change and the way that BC is addressing it is big news. And, I, and it, 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 it's a testament too, because from behind the scenes, I've heard, and this isn't from me. This is from some of the national guys that I, I connect with. For the folks who think that I'm just a fan that talks about this, do, folks, I I work with national reporters who cover college football and know the staff and have done things, and I talk to staff too. So this isn't just me spitballing here. But I have heard from the people that I talk to, Boston College is really tricky. And Halfley said this himself at different times. With tr with transfers coming in, it's hard to get them through. So again, it's a positive sign that he's been able to get seven guys through already. That shows again that he's working the system and figuring some things out. And this is just again, I'm not. I I've been called a halfly bootlegger before. I am not. I am not defending him. I'm looking at where he's currently at and figuring out if he's going to continue doing the things that have caused him to fail or adjusting his practice to hopefully get some success. And this piece here, just this piece of roster management to me 
looks like a positive. Now he's still got other things that he needs to fix. Obviously the coaching staff, you want to see some things that hopefully will be adjusted for next year. His in-game coaching, uh, the way he, he, um, some of the things that in terms of his offensive and defensive philosophies, he needs to adjust a little bit there. Those are all other pieces that Halfley has to fix. But right now, we're, this whole episode is about roster management. I think Halfley's doing a be- much better job than he did last year. And that's my thoughts. On tomorrow's show, we're going to continue on any breaking news that's going through. You'll hear more from me about uh, you know the, the football team and anything else that comes in. For AJ, this is AJ Black. Thank you. Uh, this I'm, I'm recording this on Christmas night because I am going to be away tomorrow and on Tuesday. So I hope you enjoy this podcast, and I will um, see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.